You're listening to the She's on Her Toes podcast, episode four. She's on Her Toes podcast is about getting ahead in the business of fitness. We'll take a real life look at what it takes to own and operate a boutique fitness studio, sharing what it's really like to run a business. You know, all the stuff they don't teach you in business school. All right. Well, welcome to the She's on Her Toes podcast. I'm Carolyn here with Emily and Christina, and we've got a really exciting episode today for you. Episode number four. So uh, before we get going with that, I just want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. Uh, You know, this is our fourth episode. We've got three in the hopper. And we're starting to get some really amazing feedback from those of you that are listening. I just want to thank you so much for that. It's super encouraging because if you could see us now, we are literally sitting in the studio, huddled around a microphone and talking and having what we think is an awesome conversation, Mm -hmm. but hopefully uh, you do as well. And it's been nice to hear from you that you are excited and find what we talk about interesting and helpful in your lives and businesses as well. But uh, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review because leaving reviews will help us reach a broader audience and help more people find the podcast. So right now we, uh, we're we not going to have any advertisers. I'm paying for this myself. So please let your friends know if you find this content valuable, please leave a review, tell your friends to subscribe and we'll grow the conversation that way. So I just wanted to let you know we've got some great reviews. I did want to read one. For those of you that are thinking that maybe it's just my uh, family and anyone that's related to me uh, listening to this podcast, you're wrong. We've got some actual reviews from people I don't even know who they are. And I just wanted to read one as a thank you. So I'm not sure how to pronounce this, but T-S-O-K-Y-E-23 left us an awesome review. And it says, if you own a fitness studio or really any business, this is a must listen. C-H is an expert and gives great advice. So thank you. I appreciate that. Always working to uh, give great advice and do what we can to help everyone out. It's hard to be a small business owner. It's hard to be the manager of a small business. You just really never know what's going on. And yeah, you're always trying to put out some fires and just- Always on your toes. That is right, (laughs) you're always on your toes. And then I do have one more um, little story I wanted to tell you about. Again, further evidence that people are engaged in the She's on Our Toes community besides my parents and uh, my direct relatives is uh, I want to thank Victoria, who actually lives in the UK in Manchester. And she sent me an amazing message over Facebook this week. She is also, I don't know if um, y'all have been following the blog, I am allergic to bananas and avocados. And I know this is like the most bizarre allergy that most of you, Emily and Christina, are shaking their heads. They're like, we're so tired I'm of hearing I'm eating both of those today. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I cannot eat bananas or avocados. I will get extremely sick. I almost uh, had to save my own life earlier this year because I ate some deviled eggs that had mayonnaise made with avocado oil. Um, that was not fun. And yeah, this happened to me when I was in college. So it's, I've had, I know what bananas taste like. I know what avocados taste like. I know how awesome guacamole is. <laughs> if I eat it, 
I, I will be sick for a long time, if not maybe going to the hospital. So, yeah, uh, Victoria wrote to tell me that she loved the posts that I have on the blog. She's on her toes.com. There are a couple posts about how to make smoothies without bananas and avocados because until you're allergic to those things, you don't realize they're in almost effing everything. <laughs> yeah, if you want to make a smoothie, forget about it. But I did find that you can use cashews as a substitute for bananas and avocados as well as simply not using them at all so you, there are, i have a few recipes that i use to make smoothies that do not include bananas or avocados and don't include cashews so i just want to say thank you to victoria that was awesome uh, i really appreciate you reaching out to me it's always fun to hear from everyone and also gives us some uh, good feedback on what to keep talking about. If those are, if you've got an issue or a problem in your business that you really want us to address, let us know. Uh, contact at she'sonhertoes.com is the email. Okay, so getting into our topic today, and that is how to deliver customer service in an online world. So let's just tee this up here. Is traditional client service or customer service dead? I'm talking about a client walks into your business, you sell them something, they pay, and then you keep in touch to earn the next sale. But in today's social world, things are definitely different. Clients have access to all kinds of information about your business, including how you talk to clients through your Facebook and Instagram accounts. In fact, they probably already have formed expectations about how they'll be treated before they even step into your business. I mean, I think that's really important to think about. A lot of us gloss over this or try to ignore it or don't think about it. But uh, don't, uh, sometimes people won't even give you a second look after they do your research. If they go onto your social accounts and see that maybe something that you've written they don't like, uh, then maybe they won't even come in. But while technology has changed the way we approach client service, there are some things that apps and the internet can't replace. Things like greeting clients by name, smiling, and writing thank you notes. All right, so the first question I wanna talk about today is, is traditional in-person client service dead? Why does today's consumer go out of his or her way to avoid talking to an actual human <laughs> to make the sale. I mean, how are we able to get it all done if people are literally avoiding? They're not answering their phones. They're not checking their voicemails. They're ignoring emails. I mean, shoot, what's left? Smoke signals? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is really hard because um, the second you like write off, you know, talking to somebody in person or making a phone call, you meet somebody that wants to call. So yeah. it, it's really, it's almost become just so individualized. And yeah. I'm sure some of it has to do is generational, and you know, people, you know, up and coming that are a little bit younger, maybe they fall in. Um, that world of not wanting to speak to a human and, and the older generation still do. And I don't think that always follows suit, but it's just you have to offer a balance of all of them mm -hmm. because really people want to come to you in different ways. And the second you write off a method of communication or a way to speak to a client, um, you might lose somebody that, you know, that's their comfortable um, environment uh, communicating with you. So it doesn't really answer the question, but my comment here is that I think it's just really hard now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. The main thing, the first thing that came to my mind was 
that a lot of people feel they're going to be forced to make a purchase when it is in person, but yet if you're on the computer, you can look through and browse and take your time and not feel the um, urge or pressure from someone else to make a purchase you're not 100% sold on. Yeah, that's but, awesome. That's a yeah. really good point. Yeah. Um, but I myself have found I love Amazon and everything, but I know when I go in somewhere, the people that work there are experts at what they're selling or what they are mm -hmm. providing. Um, and that helps me to find like clothing that fits best and mm -hmm. will flatter me the most with my body type and just, you know, anything like going to a makeup store or something, they can help you. I know I've sent so many things back before where I could have saved a lot of time by just going in person and, you know, just yeah. doing it that way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think that's interesting. And uh, Christina, I definitely wanted to hear a little bit more from you on this subject because one of the things since you've become uh, a manager at the studios is you've really instituted a great process for us to communicate with clients. And before we were pretty much just doing what worked best for us, and that was probably a lot of emails, maybe a few phone calls. But now we have like this whole process where we text you, we email you, we call you, and then from your response to any of those mediums or any of those ways to communicate, then that's kind of your preferred method going forward. And that takes a lot of time, and you've really put a lot of effort into creating this whole juggernaut, if you will. So, like, I'd love Thank to you. hear your thoughts on that, because, yeah, I mean, how, like, how did you come up with the solution to this? Well, I can't take all the credit. Um, she can. <laughs> Emily, I sort of took um, a lot of tools that Emily gave me and turned them into something she had already sort of put together, and I added to it, I guess you could yeah. say. Very um, good. But yeah, it's just the process of when you meet someone or even existing clients, you figure out how they, or how you'll be most successful with them. And you want to do what makes them happy is the main goal behind all of it. Mm -hmm. And you know that if it's a text message, then you're gonna shoot them a text when say something's going on with the class or they, you know something's going on with their account, you make sure to reach out to them that way. And we just make notes of the best way and it just seems it seems a lot easier now than it was when we first started because it's finally clicking and yeah. it's actually enjoyable to figure yeah. out how people do like to communicate and how they um, want to be worked with, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, to, just to elaborate, like we started this, I guess it's been about four months ago and it's been a long four months. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. It seemed uh, around month one and two, I was like, oh, geez, like, this is not looking good. <laughs> but no, it definitely, things have definitely come together in the last 60 days, and I can see a huge improvement in our methods of communication, in our client interaction and engagement. I mean, it's really, it's really interesting. Well, and it's a good point, like the t the time saver. Like speaking, like if, if you listen to uh, what we talked about last week, it's like sometimes you're working to save time, but in the beginning, it takes more time. So, yeah. you know, I before Christina was here, I used to uh, mindlessly send emails that I knew 
nobody was going to respond to. So I'm spending, you know, whatever, hours or however long sending these emails that I'm pretty confident, like I've emailed them seven times. I know they're probably not going to get back to me on the eighth time. Uh, but that took a lot of my time. And, and what did that get us? Not a whole lot of anything. But putting all of this time in to figure out how this process was going to work. I mean, literally, Christina spent every day, every single day, she was like texting, calling, emailing, texting, calling, and recording how people were responding. But now it's like, okay, this person likes to text. Let me shoot them a text. And it, it's not as um, overwhelming. But now I don't sit around and send a bunch of emails to people that I know are not going to respond. I just can pull and see how they like to talk and get in touch with them that way and it's freed yes, up a lot of time so, yeah it saves yeah. so much time yeah. and it's nice when you do um, hear back when you have tried to reach out and you actually do hear back yeah <laughs> the best feeling <laughs> yeah. like they do care they're alive they're out yeah. there they're acknowledging my existence yes. 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 I love it well I think that's like an awesome segue into the next question that I have in that I want to kind of talk about in terms of our business is how can businesses use technology to improve client services? And then when should a business actually avoid technology when providing great client services? I think this is really interesting, and I'll just kind of tee this up, because we do a lot of texting, emailing, social media. We do some pretty sophisticated things with our social media. But we also send handwritten thank you notes. We have a very firm policy about learning clients' names and addressing them and kind of being old-fashioned in a lot of the things that we do when we greet clients in person. But yeah, I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on, you know, of all the technology, all of the, you know, automated response systems and things like that. Like, you know, when when is the time to use those things and then when is the time to really just go back to old-fashioned, yeah. traditional <laughs> handshakes <Yeah>. and, <laughs> and smiles. I can say that I've really, especially new new clients, and your, your more seasoned clients have probably been there too, but when a new client walks through the door and you say their name, like, hello, Karen, you can literally see, like, shock in their face mm-hmm. sometimes because you've maybe only met them once or maybe, you know, somebody told you like hey Karen's coming today like this is what who she is and so maybe they haven't even met you but you you just know that that's Karen walking through the door um and it really blows them away it, it's very surprising and it is hard to learn everybody's name and it's hard to remember everybody when you're moving between multiple studios but it really does make a difference and it immediately when that per- person walks through the door they feel welcome they feel remembered they feel it's not just like they're another person coming in and you're, you have to ask them their name for seven times and you can't do that over Instagram like you can't right. you, you can comment right, on an Instagram sure. post you can like their photos you can do all of that and that's great too but uh, you can't build that same kind of connection um, even with an email or a phone call no all right and piggybacking off of that I feel that um, everyone that works here we are extremely genuine when we do speak to people and the connections we make that we aren't just saying it to say it. We actually truly care for you and, you know, want to get to know you. And I don't think you can get that anywhere else. And that yeah. goes back to the hiring process and yeah. whatnot. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I guess, like, one of the things I also wanted to address with this particular topic is, you know, there are a lot of automated texting, emailing. You can even automate your social media posts and or, or responses to client queries and that kind of thing. And right before we talked about this question, we were talking a lot about sending 
what it sounds like, personalized emails, personalized texts. I mean, why do we do that? It's a lot more time consuming, but I mean, I think we've, I mean, I, I can see the results in our numbers. Yeah. I know that it's working better. Right. Like, can y'all talk a little bit more about that since you're yeah. the ones who are, are doing those things? Yeah, I think like sending, like, uh, we have multiple methods of communication, but like especially with a text, if somebody, if you know they're replying to your text messages, then it's just a really easy way to um, incorporate like individual things about them. So like, for example, if they're a client from out of town and you send them this long um, <laughs> automated text about signing up for your intro month and da, 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 like they're, they know that you did not you did not look into their background when you sent them that because that does not apply to them. But if you know that they're out of town, you met them and you send them a text, hey, we loved seeing you today. Next time you're in town, like, please come back. Like, give us a call. Come back. Take another class. They're going to know that you are you you did that for them. And uh, it was not automated. It was you took time and you remembered something about them and you tailored your communication to them. And I think that when you do that, people appreciate it and they just, like you said, they feel like it's more genuine because right. it is you're taking your time to or if somebody a lot of times if somebody makes a comment about class like it was really hard or I loved it or I want to do this like you can incorporate that into your communication and and right away you're building like a more mean, meaningful conversation mm -hmm. rather than just like a sales pitch where they're like well met that person and now they're trying to sell me something right. like you just want to you just want to build some trust and build mm -hmm. a relationship with them and I do I mean for those people that are business owners or even own a fitness studio, even for those of you that don't own your own business but work in corporate uh, jobs, like what is the first communication that somebody gets from us after they've taken their first class? It's not a sales pitch. No. The first thing <laughs> yeah. they get, the first thing they get uh, from us, is a handwritten thank you note. Like that's yeah. they get, you know, they get a, a an in person conversation as they're walking out the door, and then they get a, a handwritten thank you note that says nothing about um, purchasing anything. It's just a, a well wish and like hope you have a great week, and we'd love to see you again if if you want. So it's not pushy, it's not salesy, it's um, it's genuine, and it's old fashioned. Yeah, and the evening, normally the evening of, if not the next day, um, we'll send a text just to check in and see how'd your first class go what are you thinking do you have any questions and a lot of people respond and it's just that's our like Emily said a way to build a relationship right there and go from there yeah and I typically don't even bring up um, purchasing anything unless they ask and they normally will come back and be like okay what's next yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely I just I don't even bring it up because First of all, I think if they want to know, they're going to ask. And I don't, I don't want to seem pushy, and I don't want to right. offer them something mm -hmm. that they're not interested in. So I usually don't even go there. And um, nine times out of ten, they come back to you and say, like, hey, what's my next step? How can I get going? Which actually is a very different conversation than when you approach somebody and you're like, so what are you thinking about buying next? And they're like, well, I actually wasn't thinking yeah. about that at all. So <laughs> I'm out of here. And instead they're coming to you and saying, oh my gosh, what is the next thing I can do? Like I'm going to take, you know, after I have my free week, what am I going to do next? Or after my intro month, like what are my choices? That is a completely different conversation. It's a completely different customer that's motivated by their own desire to keep going. They've already recognized the value in your product or service. And really at that point, you as the manager, employee, business owner 
are trying to figure out what works best for them and get them the best value going forward, get them into the best package, you know, get them into the best legging or whatever it is that they're wanting to buy. And that's completely different than trying to, you know, get them to make the next move themselves. You And just to say, you want to have them ask you what's Absolutely. next. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Always a better outcome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as the business owner or the manager employee, that is your goal is to have the client be so excited about what it is that your business offers that they want more and they want you to help them get more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's really incredible. So, yeah, I think that's super interesting. I Definitely since we've started just asking people, how was your first class? Like, tell me more about it. And then, you know, that can help us also in the feedback. If somebody, you know, is like, oh, I didn't understand, you know, this one move we did in class. Well, the next time they're in there, you can show them, you know, more about what uh, what what they didn't understand, or if they have trouble or questions, or they're not sure about something, yeah, you can have a t- individualized, tailored conversation with somebody that's meaningful to them. You're building a relationship with them, and uh, and yeah, that's awesome. Okay, cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about about client service and how it's evolved really into client care, and this is especially. Uh, relevant on social media. You can really see it on social media accounts. So if your business does not have a Facebook page, does not have an Instagram, Twitter, or whatever, or I really just need to be more clear here, if you are not on the social media accounts and channels that your clients are on, you need to get on them. Uh, I, I'm sorry if you're on Snapchat. I probably should. I don't think that we're going to be on Snapchat. We will not be on Snapchat. But, don't um, search people at Winston-Salem. We're not there. Yeah, but uh, hopefully you like Instagram because <laughs> we seem to be advancing in Instagram and Facebook. But, um, yeah, so when a client, you know, when a client comes and has a complaint or provides positive feedback on your social media accounts, it's amplified across a broader group. I mean, anyone can see it all of your existing followers, new clients, new um, prospects. Existing clients and potential clients, they can see how you respond to that. So do you think in today's social world that client service has turned into marketing for the business? Yeah, 100%. I think that when, um, whether you have a comment on your, on your social media outlets that is positive or negative, you seem to focus on the negative. But when you have a positive as well, um, it's important how you respond and react to that as a business because it is out there for everybody to see. And it, there might be somebody that sees it that isn't even connected to the situation. They have no clue what's going on. But if they read something that somebody else posts or they see how you respond and they don't like it, like they might not even take a second look. And that's not fair, but that's how it is. Like they, that, that person may have walked into your business in two months and purchased something, but now they have a bad taste in their mouth. And if they even ever come in, that's going to be a huge hurdle to overcome, but then you might not even get them through the doors. So regardless of how you feel emotionally, personally, when somebody writes something on your social media page, it's important to just take a step back and remember that how you respond is really important, and it's going to convey to your community a lot about your business, about how you handle complaints, because 
I mean, yeah. mistakes happen. Like we're going to oh, make yeah. them. Oh, yeah. You're going to make <laughs> them. Like everybody's going to make a mistake. Um, but if you are like so headstrong and you can't um, admit that you made a mistake or if you can't handle a situation in a fair and correct mm-hmm. manner, people are going to remember that. And that's important that your community sees you um, in, a, in a more positive light. Yeah, I mean, we get complaints every day. We, I mean, multiple complaints. And, of course, it's, you know, a challenge and a testament to everyone that works here that we're solving them and making people happy. And clients know that they are most, I would say most clients know that they, if they have something that they're upset about or concerned about, that they can approach us and ask us to help take care of it and that we will find a solution that is beneficial to both parties. Yeah, I mean, even this week, yesterday, we had an incidence where um, a client was unhappy with something and expressed their unhappiness over email. We communicated back with them, and I thought that it was taken care of. Apparently, it wasn't because this person left us a Facebook review that was not five stars, and that's what we're always striving for. And I'm not going to use this person's name, but uh, we, because we value her as a client, and I really hope that we can, um, we left her a message and emailed her again to try to fix the situation and help her understand the policies that we have at the studio. But yeah, I mean, not every day is unicorns and puffies, right? <laughs> like yeah. you got, sometimes you have to deal with some complaints, deal with the positive and the negative. But yeah, if a client communicates with you over social media, it's imperative that you respond back. And yeah. I think we do a pretty good job of responding back super yeah. timely. Yeah. Of course, oversleeping. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> we, happen overnight. We, but. Can't, uh, we can't get back to you in our sleep. I guess, conversely, since we just talked about how client service you know, on social media is essentially marketing and a great marketing tool. But, like, let's also talk about, I mean, how can businesses use social media, like posting pictures, sharing articles, et cetera, to illustrate the level of client services their followers should expect? So turning that on its head, like, how can we communicate a message of amazing customer service to anyone, to our existing clients and to anyone who is looking to work out at Pure Bar Winston-Salem and Pure Bar Clemens? I think that like our so- your social media posts are so important, um, but one thing that I, our social I drive to do on our social media is just convey the community and the experience that we provide. So when you're posting pictures and it sh- you know it shows these like strong empowered women, and then you have your own clients commenting and you're responding back and you're having conversations over social media, um, it shows anybody that's not necessarily a part of that immediate family that maybe they're just looking and they see your post. Oh wow! Like this is a community. This is a group of women that you know support each other and I can see how strong they are I can see how how they communicate with each other and they're you know working together and it shows your followers that if I become a part of this Mm -hmm. like I'm going to have that same level that same experience Um, and that's that's hard to do over social media because you're just communicating you're communicating and with people that you're not actually speaking to so trying to to just show your followers um, that that the community that you're building yeah and I think um, I say within the last month or two we have had so many clients hit milestone class numbers yeah 1, it's 000. literally it's been crazy, crazy. <laughs> 1, 000 club members seven in one week yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I think they almost made it somewhat of a competition. At yeah. The end. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, I think things like that, people really realize, wow, they, it's such a meaningful experience here and the community they have, I want to be a part of it. Yeah, and I think like when you provide pictures of your classes and you provide pictures of your clothes and you provide pictures in your studio, it's so much more meaningful than a stock photo. And that doesn't mean that every now and then you you use that, but um, showing like your immediate community is really important because if you don't, you're you're the people out there there's that no are connection. yeah, there's yeah. no connection. They can't they mm-hmm. can't um, fit with you like they you know they're just seeing stock photos of you know what the world thinks that your team looks like and it's it can be very different so it's I think it's really important when you include like your actual client base um, so that they're represented through social media okay so one more question here before we wrap up and that is uh, JD Power and Associates that amazing consumer research group they have concluded that 67% of consumers have turned to a company's social media channel for customer service, I can think about like people contacting airlines mm-hmm. over social media because of complaints and probably being taken care of faster over social media, especially Twitter, than if they wait in line yeah. for yep. mm-hmm. uh, an actual human to help them. And then uh, approximately tw- uh, 42% of those people, so 42% of those 67%, want a response in 60 minutes. I think it's like 20% mm-hmm. want a response in like 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we are yeah. definitely a right now, like, yeah. I need yeah. help immediately society. So, yeah, social is a great way to communicate, but is it the best way? And I, we've kind of talked a little bit about that, but I want to get into this a little more. If your customers would be better served with a phone call or some other way of communication, how can you push them towards that preferred manner of communication? I'm going to go off of something we have on our website. We offer um, a first week free for new clients but um, we don't offer it it's not you're not able to uh, sign up for it or activate it online Mm -hmm. and that is a way um, Carolyn was strategic about that because that creates a perfect opportunity for new people to call Mm -hmm. and make a connection and I don't know how many times either someone emails or they call and they say, I don't see the first week free. Do y'all offer that? And <laughs> yes, we yes, do. we do. We'll get you signed up right now. And then you're able to make your first uh, point of communication with them and go ahead and start building that relationship with them. And you know when to expect them so you just don't have people showing up without any warning and uh, they know what to expect when they get here and what to arrive with and all of that. Yeah, I think that's true like I totally am guilty of this I have definitely like gone through somebody's social media to um to take care of a of a customer service need of mine personally and um I don't even know why I did that like it's just so funny how like sometimes like that seems to be the way to take care of things but for us you know like she said that first week free is a great example like sometimes we just need to either speak to you or another way to talk to you is going to make everything more successful for us but as well as you so I think it's always important like with with running the social media I always try to respond to somebody's comments in whatever way they re- they reached out to us so if they sent me sent uh, the studio an Instagram message I'm going to respond to that message I'm going to respond to their comments if they commented but I'm also just going to let them know that like hey I'm going to follow up with with you 
with a phone call or can you please reach out to me at this time so that they don't think that they're being ignored or that their request isn't being taken care of but I'm letting them know that we're going to take care of this another way so that um, more of a personal yeah it can be a little just a little bit more successful if, if we go that way I mean if you have a ton of things that you need to talk about a client with an Instagram message is just not the best time um, you're you're going to spend more time typing things out and rewriting it and fixing it when you could just pick up the phone and call them so just kind of de- decide between like what's going to be the best in this situation how is my client going to be the most successful and the most well taken care of Um, maybe I need to direct them to pick up the phone and call me or I need to tell them to meet me next time they're in the studio or whatever it may be so that you can you can successfully deliver your message but they can have their preferred communication as well all right well sounds like we just wrapped it up episode four we uh, (laughs) talked a lot about customer service and delivering a stellar customer service or client service uh, client service experience in the online social world that we live in and it sounds like what we've uh, kind of concluded here or at least what I concluded from what we were talking about was that yes technology is awesome it provides a great way for you to communicate with many more people than you probably could ever have imagined however there are a few things that you probably still need to do the old-fashioned way Uh, people really appreciate kind of the little things and those touches that really make them realize that you are acknowledging their patronage of your business and that you value them as a customer or client in your business. So super proud of the way that we handle things at Pure Bar Winston-Salem and Pure Bar Clemens. There's always room for improvement, so I'm sure we'll be kind of fine-tuning and honing our experience as we reflect on what we talked about during this podcast. But yeah, I hope that you got some valuable information just about client services in general um, and specifically what we do in terms of texting, emailing, and communicating over the phone and in person with our clients. Hopefully you can take some of this information and make it your own, whether you own a fitness studio or work in uh, another small business that you own or if you work in corporate America. All of these things, all the things that we talk about on the podcast are not specific to fitness, although we do kind of put a fitness spin on them because that's how we're using them. So hopefully going forward, you can kind of recognize that and use all of our information and all of the things that we talk about during these conversations to your benefit in your work and life as well. So again, want to thank everyone for listening. If you could please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, that would be awesome. Refer your friends, and if you have time, please leave a review. We'll hopefully read a new one next week because that's super exciting. It makes us feel good. And know that you uh, are listening and care about the message that we're communicating. So thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Oh, 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 oh,
to be private, it's okay to cry, it's okay to hold back or hold things inside, it's okay to scream, to release them, to be seen, it's okay to be seen, it's okay to be seen, it's okay to receive, it's okay to notice, to stop and to stare, cause heart that you pound It's okay to giggle a little to yourself Cause the spirit it tickles as it enters us It's okay to sing it In fact, it's encouraged It don't matter how soft, how vivid, or tender, or out, or in key For others to sing it You're giving permission For others to sing All things for that matter Go as deep as you feel it The deeper you mean it The more the stars can hear it The deeper you mean it The more healing can happen The earth heart opens Connects to your own Beating song, light swimming Flying in space, floating like grace Oh